JWF Monday Night Ignition. I'm your host, Silver Spoon. Joined as always by a man who's getting ready to throw the party of the summer. It's Captain Tims. That's right, Sills. It's a hot fucking summer so far, so we need to cool it down. That's right, and there's no spot cooler this summer than Summerfest, our next great pay-per-view where, Tibbs, we are going to have some absolutely amazing matches, one of which is, of course, going to involve our captain's champion, Scotty Moore. But let's not forget, Scotty has not exactly had the best time recently. Got the hell beat out of him by Big Cyrus Crane, then at Cash in the Bag, came out there, was calling out CM Punk. Instead, Lawrence Whitney, Scotty's uh, most hated rival, came out, attempted to steal the championship right off of Scotty's waist. I, I mean, it has not been a good time for the man known as the captain's champion. I have to agree with you right there, Sil. Scotty Moore has been beat down, punked out, and who knows what is in store for him next. That's right, quite literally punked out, if you could say. I, I think he may be at a in a different company, and that's why he didn't show up. But... For this week, Tibbs, the captain's champion has returned and he is in our ring. So why don't we hear what the gateway to the future himself has to say? All right, look, I'm not going to mince words here. What happened at Cash in the Bag was a bit of a shock, right? I, I mean, I came out to the ring so sure of myself, you know, so sure that I had done enough to catch the wandering eye of one of the greatest damn professional wrestlers of any generation. And when Cult of Personality hit, I was ready for the biggest fight of my life. I was ready to get in there with the pinnacle of professional wrestling and prove myself the real best in the world. But instead, Lawrence Whitney came out to the ring and mocked me. He mocked my favorite wrestler, he mocked this business, so I decided to take him up on his little challenge. And I'll be honest, the kid's better than he says he is. Hell, in another universe, Lawrence Whitney could be here with this title over his shoulder. But we are not in that universe. We are here live and in color on JWF Monday Night Ignition, and the champ has returned after another successful defense and as for Lawrence Whitney buddy I see you've added demon ink to your ranks well congratulations you can keep gobbling up my hand-me-downs from JXT and I'll keep knocking them down one by one because look I am damn proud of JXT I am proud of our developmental system and I am proud of what me and Blake Tanner have done in that company but when those superstars come to JWF, that's when the real test begins. They no longer get to see their coach cheering them on from the sidelines. No, they get to see the gateway to the future. And as for right now, that gateway is locked. And it's going to take one hell of a boot to kick it in, baby. So what's next for the captain's champion? That's what everybody wants to know. Well, to be honest with you, there are a few mistakes on my record I'm looking to clear up, a few losses I intend to win back, and a few things to prove regarding this captain's championship over my shoulder. Because a wise man once said that this title I hold is the real world's championship. And I intend to prove him right. 
well, Tim Scotty Moore with a confidence and quite possibly a shot across the bow at the Lord of the Smart Side, the Dylan. But uh, let me tell you something, the future certainly is looking bright for the proverbial hero of the JWF. We can only hope so, Sills. Honestly, it's got to be all only up from here for Scotty Moore. I mean, there's no way he can fall back down in any depths of depravity after oh that kind God, of statement. Oh my Tibbs, what the hell? For, from out of nowhere, that, that, that's gauzy. That is the nightmare. Uh, let's not forget, last year, Scotty Moore was the man who brought Gazi into this company right before Summerfest, and it looks like history is repeating itself as Gazi is just demolishing Scotty Moore with that steel pipe. Oh, cracking it against his kneecaps. Uh, this is violent. This is vicious, Tips. Oh, God, Sills, I spoke too soon. That is right, but wait a minute. Oh, no, Tibbs, look at this. Look at this. We have seen him do this before. Take that steel pipe, wrapping it around the neck of the champion before. Oh, my God, the bloody eagle. That vicious skull breaker with the pipe to the neck. Scotty Moore's just been knocked unconscious by the nightmare, and that steel pipe, this is ludicrous. That pipe could have just crushed, crushed Scotty Moore's windpipe right there, Sills. I, what is Gazi thinking? That is right. You see, we have our medical staff out here checking on the champion after that vicious assault from the nightmare. But, Tibbs, that is not the only man we brought up during that. We also talked about the Lord of the Smart Side, the technical spectacle himself, the Dylan, a man who was unpinned and unsubmitted in this company. Let's not forget Cash in the Bag. He went toe-to-toe -to -toe with our champion, Robert Hill, another man who is unpinned and unsubmitted. And at the end of the day, we all thought it was a dream match. We thought it was going to be determined. One man gets pinned, one man gets submitted. But instead, our champion, Robert Hill, took the easy way out. He hit that low blow, got that disqualification, walked away with the championship. But we know that is not what the Dylan wanted that night. Not at all, Sills. We were hoping to see the ending of a famous a winning streak either way we were hoping to see a legend be broken we were hoping to see a new one be crowned and what did robert hill do he took the coward's way out damn it that is right but robert hill may say things a little bit differently which is why the jwf champion is backstage right now to respond to the dylan's challenges for a rematch and respond to the entire jwf universe let's have a listen Hello everybody, Honeypot McPepperpots here, backstage with the JWF World Heavyweight Champion, the King of the Hill, Robert Hill. Now Robert, numerous people backstage claimed that you were taken to your limit by the Dylan in your title match at Cash in the Bag, and that you forced the DQ victory to escape a possible defeat. How do you react to this? Well, I'll tell you right now, honey boy. I'll tell you the same thing that I told you every damn week. You come out and ask the champ a stupid ass dumb fucking question like that. I don't give a damn what everybody in the back thinks. I don't give a damn what people in the audience think. And I damn sure don't give a damn about what the Dylan thinks. They like to sit back on their high horses, talk about how I got off easy with a low blow. You want to talk? about getting off easy on a low blow? That was the Dylan's entire goddamn career until he decided that he wanted to be the technical spectacle. 
and show off all his fancy moves and his submission techniques. Well, I just reminded Dylan of where he came from in that match. And that ain't a single damn headlock in existence that can stand up to a punch straight to where the sun don't shine. <clears throat> ah, I see. Uh. And how do you react to the Dylan's demands for a rematch? Dylan can come out here and ask for anything he wants, honey baby. He can ask for a damn golden toilet and three Lamborghinis, but that don't mean it's coming to him. The champ has faced the Dylan, and the champ has come out with the championship still over his shoulder. And to me, that means that the so-called technical spectacle is going to the back of the line. No more questions. Well, Tibbs, it looks like that the uh, king of the hill has made himself quite clear. He does not want to get into the ring with the Dylan again. And to be honest with you, I can't blame him. And like he said, the Dylan took him to the limit at cash in the bag. There were numerous moments we thought that losing streak was going to come to the come to an end. But uh, Robert Hill avoided it once, but I don't think he can avoid it twice, Tibbs. I don't know, Silza. <laughs> That was quite a match up until the very end, and I think it's leaving a lot of people wanting. A lot of people wanting to see what would have happened, including yours truly. That is right, Tibbs. But up next, we have a qualifying match for one of our biggest matches of the year, the Extraordinary Quaternary. An eight-man, four-tag-team elimination match. Four of our top teams go toe-to-toe, -to -toe and only one can survive, and they will call themselves the JWF Tag Team Champions. And, of course, we already know a few of the names into in that match. Of course, our Tag Team Champions, the Roanoke Boys, are going to be in that match. Former champions like Bananas in Pajamas have earned their way in, but these two teams right now do not have a spot yet. It is the Legion against the Hard Americans. Tips, any predictions for what we're, for what we're gonna see in this match? Well, Sills, I think that uh, Legion has really proven themselves over the last few months. They really turned themselves into a, a force to be reckoned with, and we haven't seen that much from the Hard Americans as of late. We don't know what they've been doing. We don't know where they've been, honestly. They may even be have a little bit of ring rust. That is right, and that bell goes dang it. And look at this bone crusher starting things off against the man known as Houston Longhorn. And, and Tibbs, like I said, both of these teams have spent damn near their entire careers in JWF trying to climb their way to the top. The Hard Americans, they came in like a house of fire, won the tag team championships, have been floundering ever since. The same could be said of Legion. What can either of these teams do to really secure their spot as a top team here in the JWF? Well, Sills, I think one of the main things with both of these teams as they're squaring off right now is that uh, they, they've found it hard to find their real niche. They find it found it hard to, to find real consistency in their victories. Of course, the hard Americans, they came out, they got a few good victories, but then they started losing again. Uh, Legion almost the exact opposite. They, they were floundering when they first started in the JWF. Then they started to come back. 
Now they're kind of at both at an equal point. They've reached equilibrium, and only one can survive. That's right, and it looks like Houston Longhorn's going to try to survive with a big drop kick straight to the solar plexus of the man known as the Bone Crusher, and then, ooh, a second. Houston Longhorn like a house of fire before, oh, that massive STO from the Bone Crusher sending him to the mat before, ooh, look at that, just picking that foot off of the ground and working on that ankle and tips. That is the kind of bone crushing you can expect from a man called bone crusher exactly that is a bone crusher's technique his his technical style always always targets those very weak joints those very weak places that you could just as easily snap a bone as you could snap a toothpick that's right that micro manipulation and look at this bone crusher actually dragging him by that ankle over to his corner before tagging in that massive hulk known as the titan who oh just drops that massive knee down onto the already twisted leg of houston longhorn and tibbs this is where titan can really get to work bone crusher with that move has effectively reduced the speed of Longhorn, meaning that all the advantages now go to Titan. Usually I would say that he's a slower lumbering guy, but now that Houston's dealing with that ankle, I think the speed may be absolutely neutralized, and oh, he is showing it, just tossing Houston around the ring like a sack of potatoes. Tips at this point, what can Houston Longhorn do right now while he is effectively in the lion's den? <clears throat> Right now, Sills, all Houston can do is survive and hope that he gets whipped close enough to his corner to get a breather and tag in his partner. I, I mean, the, the Legion, they have come out with a beautiful tag team combination here. That is right, but wait a minute, wait a minute. Look at this, Houston getting tossed into the ropes. Ooh, was going for a big back body drop was the Titan, but look at this, Houston landing on his feet. Ooh, fortunately, it looks like he twisted that ankle, but it at least gives him enough Ooh. of an advantage to get that tag, the tag to Sam Adams and Tibbs. I don't know if the Titan realizes that the American beer man is in, but he is taking Taking advantage of it, just dropping him with that big Luthez press, raining shots down onto the skull. Sam Adams is on fire. That's it, so Sam Adams. He may not have the same pound for pound amount of power that the Titan has, but he makes up for it in damn tenacity and just bringing his opponents down to the mat with fists. That's right, and looks like building up a big head of steam as Sam Adams going for that massive elbow drop, but ooh, unfortunately, the Titan avoids it. Oh, just goozles him, grabs him by the neck, going for that choke slam, but ooh, no, Sam with a kick to the gut, and he's got him. Sobriety test, sobriety test, that massive stunner just dropping the Titan. Sam Adams going for the pinfall. One, two, three. Wait, wait, what the hell, Tibbs? That was, that was three, but Oh, God, Tibbs, it's Croc, the leader of Legion, has arrived at ringside, and he has just ripped the referee out of the ring, and he is beating the hell out of him. What's Croc thinking? I don't know, Sills. There weren't supposed to be any managers here at ringside tonight. This is supposed to be a clean tag team match. That is right, but unfortunately for the hard Americans, the referee has been taken out by the demon known as Croc, which means now Legion can do anything they want, and it looks like they're going to do exactly that, grabbing that steel chair and, oh, God, just crashing it against the ribs of Sam Adams. Tibbs, we got to get somebody out here. This is a proverbial mauling right now that Legion is doing. Absolutely, Sills. I, I mean, I don't even know where our security is. We got to stop this and get back to the match. 
I don't even know if we can get back to the match. That's right. Well, I mean, interestingly enough, usually I think the Hard Americans would have an advantage with AJ Steele, their manager, but AJ is nowhere to be found. I, I don't know what's going on. Oh, and now look at this, Tibbs, the referee finally making his way out to the ring, but it's after Sam Adams has been beaten down and broken by those steel chairs, and now the Titans got him up, he's got him up, Clash of the Titan goes for the pinfall, one, two, oh no, look at that, Tibbs, what the hell, that's... That's Chuck Gibbons. Chuck Gibbons, Mr. Cash in the bag, has just come out to the ring and he has prevented the referee from counting that pinfall. That is some turnabout being fair play right there, thanks to Chuck Gibbons. I'll have to give it to him, Sills. I have no idea what Gibbons is doing out here. It seems almost counterintuitive for him to be sticking his nose into their business. But he has just saved the Hard Americans. That's right. Looks like he is trying to even the odds for the Hard Americans. Ooh, clotheslining Croc over that barricade with authority. Meanwhile, back in the ring, look at this. Sam Adams. Sam Adams gets it. The hot tag. Hot tag to Houston who jumps in like a house of fire. Big clothesline. Then a second. Oh, and now he's plucked him out of midair. He's got him set up. The cattle drive neckbreaker directly into the sobriety test from Adams. Houston falls into the pinfall. One, two, three. And Tibbs, just like that, the Hart Americans with a massive victory qualifying to enter this year's extraordinary quaternary. But Tibbs, in my opinion, the big story of this match isn't about that. It's why the hell Chuck Gibbons is here and what his business with the Hart Americans is. I don't know, Sills. We're going to have to see if we can get an interview with Gibbons find out what his motives were, and also see if we can find out where the hell AJ Steele was in all of this. That is right, Tibbs, but for right now, speaking of some people coming out making a shock, surprising debut, why don't we talk about the main event of last week's Ignition, a match that saw RJWF Women's Champion Val Curry return to defend her title against the woman known as Lucretia Pendragon. And Tibbs, it was a brutalistic, violent match that saw our champion just come out by the hair of her teeth. But now, Tibbs, the big story of this match isn't about that. It's about what happened afterwards when the woman known as Karen Bush assaulted our champion, attempted to cash in her briefcase to possibly get a match against the champ right there and then. But before she could, the woman known as Phoenix Driver, a JXT original, a standout, came out to the ring, absolutely decimated Karen Bush, scared her out of that ring. And Tibbs, I gotta say, if you wanna make a debut, that's a way to do it right there. Absolutely, Sills. Phoenix Driver is uh, akin to a force of nature. Anytime she enters the arena, you're gonna damn well know about it. That is right, but meanwhile, Tibbs, for right now, why don't we go backstage with the woman known as Phoenix Driver, because I know she has some reasons why she has come to this company, and I'm sure she's going to let the whole world know. Let's have a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, Don the Don McDonald backstage here with the woman who shocked the world last week, making her JWF debut by stopping Karen Bush from cashing in her briefcase. That's right. It's Phoenix Driver. Now, Phoenix, everyone wants to know what's brought you here to the- Oh my Whoa. god, Tibbs, that's, that's Karen Bush. Karen Bush is beating the hell out of Phoenix Driver, and it looks like she is not happy about Phoenix's intrusion on last week's main event. 
God damn it! That is right, she is just decimating Phoenix with that cash in the bag briefcase, just bashing it into her skull before... Oh no, oh no, Tibbs, we saw this last week. Mm. This is what she used to take out the champ. She is going for that mini driver straight down onto the briefcase, but ooh, no, Phoenix avoiding it, grabbing her by the arm. Could we see it? Could we see it? Oh, no, unfortunately not. Phoenix Driver going for the Rainmaker, but Karen ducking it before oh, slamming oh. her down with a massive spine buster directly down onto the cash in the bag briefcase before, oh, look at that, just pressing it into the throat of Phoenix Driver. Karen Bush is incensed. Damn it, Sills. I... Phoenix Driver hasn't even gotten to say two words. We don't even know what she's planning to do. We don't know where she's going in this company. Karen Bush has just come out of nowhere, apparently just completely angered, trying to get back at Phoenix Driver for what Phoenix did to her. That is right, and there she is, the woman known as the ultimate Karen. Karen Bush just staring, standing over the broken body of Phoenix Driver, and you can tell things are not over between these two. But speaking of things that are definitely going to be over, why don't we talk about the King of the Steel City Tournament, one of the most prestigious tournaments of our entire year. And of course, last week, we had a big surprise in the tournament when the former captain's champion, former JWF champion, Blake Tanner, returned to this company, assaulted Funky Flossie, and basically stole his spot in this tournament. But it did pay off for Blake because he is in the semifinals. That's right, Sills. As horrible as I may say his methods were, he was effective. Uh, Blake Tanner on his return to the ring, and now his shot at being the king of the Steel City. But... Right now, we gotta find out who he might be facing later on. That is right, as the man who we saw earlier tonight, Croc, faces off against Honey Mustard David Jenkins. And you can see right now the music playing, the crowd cheering, Honey Mustard Jenkins heading out to the ring, making his return after a lengthy absence. And Tibbs, you know Jenkins, he's gotta wanna impress in this tournament. This could be a big career renaissance for him if he can manage to get all the way to the finals. Absolutely, Sills. And of course, I know many people tend to underestimate David Jenkins because of his, uh, he, he comes out, he's a fun-loving guy. He loves to play to the audience. He has mustard on his shirt that he never really wants to clean off. But he is a veteran in this ring, and he is uh, much more experienced than anybody is willing to give him credit for. That's right, but he has one hell of an obstacle to get through tonight, and that obstacle is Croc, who, oh, wait, oh my God! Croc just clotheslining Jenkins out of his boots as he gets into the ring and our referee Shibata forced to call for the bell early because Croc is just beating the living hell out of David Jenkins. Tibbs, I guess Croc did not take kindly to Chuck Gibbons' actions earlier in the evening and is just taking it all out on David Honey Mustard Jenkins. Absolutely, Sills. This is horrifying to watch after, after Legion's, uh, I guess, Croc sees it as an embarrassment that Chuck Gibbons handed out to him in the match earlier tonight. And all he can do is take it out on David. That's right. And now look at this. He's got David Jenkins up in the air setting up for that massive power bomb. But oh, wait a minute. 
Wait a minute, look at Jenkins. Jenkins slapping on a beautiful triangle hold, and it looks like he has got it locked in. He has got it locked in. He is choking the life out of Croc, who is still trying to struggle and struggle to get him off of the mat, but he has got that triangle choke locked in, and it looks like the demon is beginning to fade. Jenkins with a triangle choke locked in. Tips, this could be the ultimate upset. Absolutely, Sills. Jenkins gonna turn this around with one fail swoop. Oh, but wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, Tibbs, look at this. Look at the strength of the demon, the strength of the beast. Croc overcoming the choke before lifting him into the air for a massive power bomb. And then a second, he is just pounding Jenkins neck first into the mat before Oh no, Tibbs, he has got him by the throat. We saw this earlier tonight. He has got David Jenkins by the throat and oh my God, Hellfire choke slam straight into the mat and Croc grabbing a pin with authority. One, two, three. And Tibbs, it looks like Croc is moving forward in the King of the Steel City Tournament. And, and let me tell you, if he brings this energy, this aggression to every match moving forward, I I'd be afraid to face him. Let's just say that. Absolutely, Sills. That is a message from Croc to his future opponents in the King of the Steel City Tournament. Don't mess with me. That is also a message to none other than Chuck Gibbons. I am willing to bet to say, this is what you brought upon yourself if you continue to interfere. That is right, but they are not the only people who are going to be in the semifinals of the King of the Steel City Tournament. Next week, we have another epic quarterfinal match as a man who we saw earlier tonight, the Nightmare Gazi takes on the JXT standout, the Jebeduk. And Tibbs, you know Scotty Moore has got to be watching that match very carefully against after the Nightmare's actions earlier tonight. Absolutely, Sills. I would say that Gazi, Gazi may have been trying to make a statement uh, attacking Scotty Moore earlier, but I honestly think that's just put a target on his back. Thinking about Scotty Moore wanting to make up for some big losses last year. That is right. In addition, we are going to hear from Gibbons after his epic encounter with the hard Americans earlier tonight. Where does he stand? What's next in the career of Mr. Cash in the Bag, Chuck Gibbons? We aim to find out next week. But, Tibbs, if you want to talk about a main event, we have got the main event of main events next week. Because after their encounter earlier tonight... Phoenix Driver and Karen Bush are going to be in this ring going toe-to-toe, one-on-one. And a big prize is on the line because whoever walks out of that victorious will go on to face the JWF Women's Champion at Summerfest for her Women's Championship. And you know both of those women are going to want to fight for that. Oh, but Sills, that's what I like to hear. You have problems with somebody, you settle it in the ring. That is right, and that's what's going to happen next time on JWF Monday Night Ignition. But until then, ladies and gentlemen, remember to support us at patreon.com slash a load of BS and pick up merch for your favorite superstars at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. But until next time, he's been Captain Tibbs. I've been Silver Spoon, and this has been JWF Monday Night Ignition. And we will see you next time.